Welcome to the GigTube Podcast, hosted by Chad Polenz, a full-time gig economist since 2018. Each week, Chad talks to a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to dig deep into the world of the gig economy. Let's see what they discover this week. Hey, what's up, YouTube? Chad, the gig economist, back in another GigTuber interview. This time we got Geo from well it used to be rideshare revolution and now you're american gigolo yeah <laughs> i i was gonna i don't know your last name have you ever revealed it i mean i never i mean my name's giovanni but you never hear me call myself giovanni so like i've definitely whenever i show my pay stubs or whatever <laughs> um if you look closely you could definitely see that but i prefer not to just like you know because i whenever i Seems like whenever I did that, I would get a couple of Facebook friend requests, and I had to be clear about people. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I didn't yeah. show you guys my last name so I could be friends with you on Facebook. <laughs> it's not how this works. If you want to talk to me, comment comment in my comment section or email me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I started following you about like a year ago um, when I was still kind of sort of doing rideshare. And um, I mean, you definitely have one of the bigger rideshare related youtube channels like you're probably only behind like harry campbell rideshare guy you know or one of those it's like how long were you doing rideshare for before i started yeah well i'm doing rideshare now because of the because of all the the covid shit um when i started my channel i think i had about three thousand uber rides and i Probably I was coming up to like my, my two no maybe a year and a half I was yeah because I started in December of 20, 2015 so wow you're old school Uber driver twenty sixteen fuck I can't remember wait, wait, wait I'm trying to think sorry I'm I remember the date too is December twenty first. What year was it? I think it was 2016. I don't know. Fuck it. It was one of those years. (laughs) When you started doing rideshare, did you just go, just like dive right into it, doing it full time? Or were you just doing it on nights and weekends? No. um, When I first started, honestly, I remember the first time I did it. Well, looking back, it was pretty funny. My first trip was an unaccompanied minor, (laughs) which I didn't know you could do that. Um, And I was doing it on the, I was doing it after my full time job a couple days a week. And then, I ran into a really bad financial situation in June of the following year. And that's when I started doing it like every single weekend day. So like, as soon as I got off work on Friday, I'd go drive. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm going to tell the story on my channel eventually. I mean, I probably can now, but like I was abusing Adderall at that time. So I was working a full-time job, 55, 60 hours a week. Uh, I would drive from like, 5 p.m. till like two in the morning on Fridays. And then I would probably wake up at eight or nine in the morning, drive 13, 14 hours. Same thing. I'll get home past midnight or 3 a.m. on like Sundays, get three, four hours of sleep and get back out there on Sundays. And I was doing that for four months. So yeah, it was, it was, that was a rough stretch. When did you start doing rideshare full time? When I got fired from my job in May of 2017. Oh, okay. And then how did, when did YouTube start? 
that started i got fired on may 1st of 2017 i started my channel i think may 23rd of that year so mm-hmm. i told myself i wouldn't start my channel until i cleared a thousand bucks on app because i wanted because the reason i started the channel was because if you ever typed in on youtube if you won the search bar like how to make a thousand dollars on youtube hundreds of videos populated Mm-hmm. Not one of those videos actually showed the earnings yeah. and it was all the same generic bullshit. And that's why I, that's, I decided I'm gonna take a different approach. Yeah. How'd you come up with the name Rideshare revolution? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I think I was just like, my original channel name was, uh, dat Uber life D a T. Yeah. And that's, I like, I needed that's something. your email. <laughs> yeah. I need something more marketable. I think like, and I, I even, I did it even before, I remember Uber sent out an email saying that like any social media groups or whatever that have Uber or even like YouTube handles or whatever that, that have like Uber in their name will be, you know, will like uh, essentially be at risk for like cease and desist letters. Right. But I, I changed my channel name like a few months before that. So I was, I was a little early in the party there. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't like the way it looked and I wanted a more marketable name. So that's why I did that. Yeah. I mean, you picked up a lot of sub- subscribers. You're at last time I checked, it was like 13.7 thousand. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, especially since like you're one of the last people who's doing, you know, rideshare YouTube, like actually about rideshare. Cause like most other people are doing clickbait videos or dash cam videos or like just the news of the week and things like that. And there's not, not there's anything wrong with that, but there's a little bit wrong with it. <laughs> um, you're actually out there in the field or at least you used to be. So yeah, I mean with this whole virus thing going on, like I I've been watching like, so I know you're doing Instacart and DoorDash and Amazon flex now. Was that something you just kind of felt like, you know, cause of the whole virus thing, it was like hey, I don't want people in my car, or are are you not even allowed to do rideshare in Chicago? I don't like what's going on there with that. Uh, to the best one, I mean, I could log on right now. I just um, I saw to. so so the last like business as usual day was St. Patrick's Day, and typically that day there's like nonstop surge, nonstop demand, and I think I made like. With DoorDash, I think I made like 250 bucks in like, I think it was like nine hours. If this was a normal St. Patrick's Day, I, that same amount of time, would have, I would have I made like 450 maybe. So I saw, I'm like, man, no, nobody's going out. Um, you know, things are, you, you felt something different in the air, right? Um, and then that Monday, I just, I, I saw how low demand like nobody's ordering rides, no prime times, no surge anywhere. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be like, I don't have a job. Like I, all my money is from gig work was from rideshare. And if I was only making a thousand to 1300 bucks a week under normal circumstances, then I know that, you know, with from what I was seeing for the prior week, I was like, there's no, I'm not going to make anything out here. So I, I remember I signed up for a few apps. I did my first, my first ever DoorDash delivery, other than the onboarding one, was mm-hmm. worth like twenty bucks. 
I did a lot of DoorDash that weekend. I signed up for a couple different apps. I got approved for Amazon the following week. Um, I got approved for a couple other apps, but I can't log into Grubhub for some reason. And yeah, I'm just like, I'm just doing my thing with good gigs. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, well, I'd say welcome to the multi-app life. <laughs> that's how I've been for like the last year and a half. I I was kind of get I, I when I quit my day job at Microsoft in August of 2018, I was just doing Lyft and Uber like full time. And like I'd get up at like five in the morning, I'd be on the road by six. And like that morning rush was usually pretty lucrative. But then, you know, like you'd hit a wall, like right about lunchtime. And um like I'd come home and then like at night I would go out and do like Uber Eats and DoorDash and stuff. And then I, you know, I discovered Instacart and I was like, wow, I'm making way more money driving way less miles. I don't have idiot people in my car anymore. So um, that I hate to cut you off is the fucking <laughs> mileage deduction. I'm going to miss that deduction, man. But yeah, I'm driving way, way less. Oh yeah. I mean, I still racked up like 20 something thousand miles just doing uh, Instacart, DoorDash, Uber Eats, all that stuff. I mean, if I, I'm definitely not going to be hurting on a mileage write-off. Like, how many, how many miles did you drive in a typical year when you were doing, um, rideshare full time? Uh, anywhere from 1,200 to 1,400 miles a week. Hmm. Wow. So that, I mean, that, but that's why, I, that's why I value my per mile earnings so much. Um. Yeah, I was easily doing fifty-five to sixty thousand miles per year. That's on the conservative side. As a full-timer, that's mm-hmm. you. You can't drive any less than that. <laughs> you know, it's now. What uh, what vehicle do you have, or have you gone through a few of them? Or? My Infinity is parked. Um, I don't. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with the car right now. I'm driving my GMC, and mm-hmm. uh, probably gonna have a lengthy maintenance invoice tomorrow, but. This is my GMC that I've had since February of 20, February 26. Okay. So I started in 2015, uh, since February of 2016. Yeah. So did you do, um, like a Uber black or XL or any of those? No, I, when I got my infinity, I couldn't, you, you can't do Uber black in this market without the chauffeur's license and the commercial insurance and the, uh, what else? Delivery plates. So I could do Lux Black on Lyft, even though my car supposedly wasn't on that list anymore. But those rides, it's weird how the market is like for rideshare because I would get more Lux Black pings than I would get Uber Select pings. And I couldn't <laughs> have fucking possible. So, um, yeah, I hate to kind of bring up a, a touchy subject here, but did you get deactivated from Uber? I was deactivated on November 8th. Of uh, 2019? Yeah. Did they give you a reason? The email said, so they didn't give me a reason for the first four hours I was fighting with them through email or through the through the you know messenger app. And then they finally said uh, I was deactivated because of multiple reports of sexual misconduct. And I remember the second part of that sentence said that you've been warned about repeatedly in email through the app even though I never got one fucking email about this or notification through the app and then their support, you know, in the fucking Philippines even said, I don't have one of those on my record. So, so are you considering legal action or anything or are you just going to let it go? 
I've been trying. Like I was every week I was trying to contact a new lawyer. And it seems like Uber and Lyft are so new, you know, like the tech, tech you know, technology firms and all that shit like that. So it doesn't seem like these lawyers know exactly what to do. And when I emailed people on Google that said they specialize in this kind of shit, a lot of them wouldn't know what to do either. So I'm like, I'm not entirely sure what I can, what approach to take. Mm-hmm. But now after, after doing Amazon shit like that, I'm like, fuck Uber. <laughs> I started jumped on Amazon years ago. Yeah. You know? uh, I'm kind of like that too. I, you know, I got into, I, I never really talked about this officially on my channel. I've just mentioned it here and there, but I got into a car accident about a year ago and I got a ticket and I, I fought it. Well, I wanted to fight it, but the lawyer I hired just had me plead no contest, which isn't really the same thing. So, and I know a lot of these gig companies, they do annual background checks like once a year. So there's a possibility that I could just get deactivated, you know, off of that. I think you have to have three marks on your record in three years. And it doesn't matter how big or small they are. Mm -hmm. So if if you get like one speeding ticket, one accident. And here's the thing. People have emailed me. They got deactivated because they got two small moving violations. And then one accident that wasn't even their fault. But since that accident was still on their driving report, that yeah. was enough to pull them off the apps. So that's kind of fucked up. Well, when you were doing rideshare full time, like what was like a typical uh, work day like for you and like a work week schedule? Did you have this? Did you just do the same hours all the time, or was it just? Well, I did it when I filed, but typically I was doing split shifts, so I would do like four thirty till nine thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't lazy, I'd go work out or have lunch or like that. And then one to six, one to seven. So I was still behind the wheel of a car, you know, 11, 12 hours a day. Wow. Yeah. Was your car, it must be comfortable enough if you're sitting down for, you know, all those hours. Honestly, this GMC is more comfortable than my Infinity. And the Infinity is a luxury car. I just think, oh. I just love this car. I love being in this car. Mm-hmm. I just. There's a lot of leg room. There's a decent amount. I mean, it's, there's a lot of leg. The reason I kind of like it too is like when I'm a rideshare driver, I try to put myself in the perspective of a passenger, right? Like, so I'm a six foot tall, you know, overweight, 230 pounds. I like to be comfy. I like my leg room. So, like, I can't imagine putting someone in a, a fucking Toyota Corolla or Toyota Prius where they're just like, there's, there's, they're scrunched in the car like sardines for 35 minutes. Like, that's just unfair. Like, I know I'm paying more in gas and maintenance and stuff, but I like to be comfortable. I like the people to be comfortable. So, yeah. I, know. I drive a Honda Fit, which most people, when you see it from the outside, it looks like a tiny car, but actually really roomy inside. And I remember once uh, a friend of mine, we were just went out drinking and we're just coming home from the bar. It's only like three miles. Got picked up by this dude, like in a Ford Fiesta. And it's like, I'm sitting oh, in the back. God. Like my knees are like up to my chest. <laughs> um, See, that's like cool. that's punishment. It's like I know. I was just like, what if you're like a basketball player or something? What if yeah. you got bad knees? You're gonna like okay, like thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> I think yeah, Uber and Lyft they should have a little bit more stringent requirements on the leg room. Well, that's why I uh, one of the issues I brought up a while ago was like, let's say you're going to the airport. And you're taking an economy Uber or Lyft, which is fine. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have three suitcases, 
What if a Prius shows up? What if a, you know, the Ford Fiesta shows up? Yeah. And you think that it's too small. The luggage is going to fit, you know, like, so that's why I propose that Uber should have like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a little bit of variances in the pricing, but that should be like regular economy. And then like economy plus. So economy yeah. is like all the shitty, you know, car, like Prius, Sentra yeah. is all, all the shit that like, those cars with no trunk spaces and then like economy plus, you know, that'd be cars that are bigger with more trunk space. And then you move on to the other categories. Like whenever, when, I, when I was doing ride share I, and I, when, whenever I did the airport pickups, I would always call the person and ask them how many people are in their party and how much luggage. Cause I just wanted to see if I had enough room. Cause I wouldn't mind canceling on them and then just waiting again. It's funny. You mentioned the airport. Is that a airport, uh, decal in your rear view yeah yeah you need that but do you ever pick people up at the airport or you just drop them off there not as often as i used to but yeah because now uh without rematches you have to wait in the lot which Mm -hmm. i absolutely hate doing but i mean in a month i'll probably do 10 airport pickups yeah yeah I remember I, when I first started watching your channel, you had all these videos like about um, calling out other Uber drivers for like the bum lot. And I thought that was hilarious because that's how that's how it was in Orlando up until uh, like they had everybody just like in this one lot on the south side of the airport or the north side, I should say, and just overrun with trash and everything. And then um, they expanded the like the lot it's like this big huge geofence now that it's like a almost like two miles like from the airport like you can go up two miles north of the orlando airport and be like a mile on each side like it's all hotels and restaurants there and it's awesome because you could just sit in a hotel or a restaurant parking lot or you could just go into a hotel lobby and just watch tv and then you know and you're still inside the queue see that'd be cool if they had that around here i'm not gonna lie but like, I don't like the bum lot because it's it's depressing, man. It's like mm-hmm. you see people sleeping in their cars. You see people like I, this one time I was there, this dude was drinking in a brown paper bag. Like, <laughs> and like a lot of it's it's like I, I call it the bum lot because drivers go there just to hang out. Yeah, and I'm like, they do that, in, they do that in Orlando money. too. They're just playing uh, checkers or dominoes or. Like get out there and make some fucking money. This isn't a social thing. Like, yeah, it's fine if you're if you're catching up with people, but like literally, there's like clicks, there's packs of people that just like sit there and bullshit all day. And I'm like, all right. I think I think they're like guys are just trying to get away from their wives or something. There's some of those. Yeah, I can respect that. (laughs) If you've been seeing the same wife for forty years, like yeah. What's the uh, what's the average wait time to pick up an airport ride there? completely it completely depends um honestly it's it's it can go anywhere from like like thursdays and sunday nights five to ten minutes if that you know monday to tuesday mornings afternoon like okay let's say like monday afternoon or noon 45 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes also like i remember um and there's no guarantee that you're going to get some kind of baller ride. If you did somebody going to a hotel right outside the airport. Well, that's why they, they do the short trip protection. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So if you get like a five minute ride to a hotel outside the airport, then you're the first in line at the queue. So that's not too bad, but 
before they started doing that, yeah, people would wait there for 50 minutes for a six minute for a six dollar fare. Mm-hmm. And then they go right back to the lot. Cause like, I don't know. It's just like before me, honestly, like I, I, I take credit for it before me. Nobody talked about making money driving. Like people didn't think there was a, a strategy, you know, there wasn't a, there wasn't a method. Everyone's just like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to chase surge and go to the airport. And like, that's why I would talk to drivers around the city and I'll tell them how much I'm making. They're like, how the fuck are you doing that? <laughs> Like, I remember this one girl one time that gave me a ride back to my mechanic. And she's like, I worked 100 hours last week and I only made, I think it was like 1600. And I look at my app, I made like 2100 and like 60 hours. I'm like, it's like, you might want to rethink your strategy. <laughs> um, what's like, what's your record for like the longest distance ride you ever gave? Uh, that was to Plymouth, Wisconsin from. Uh, Union Station in Chicago. How many miles is that? I don't remember. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking miles. Ago. That was, uh, yeah, that was, I didn't like that ride that much. Was it worth it in the end, though? No. Long uh, rides, I don't know, like. Are you, were you new at the time? No, 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 this, uh, this was in my infinity. Um, I don't ever think long rides like that are worth it, just because you're stuck 80 miles. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I care so much about my mile. Then again, the the one of the longest rides I ever had was a part of the week where I had my best week ever, where I still maintain like a dollar seventy cents average on economy. Um, and that was the first week of March last year. But that's because the guy, one passenger for two rides, was worth two hundred seventy bucks, and mm-hmm. that was from downtown to uh, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. So you're was- in. Um- you're in Chicago, right? Like the actual city? Or I, are you out in the suburbs? I, right here, I primarily drive there, but I live in the suburbs. Oh, okay. So do you ever... I mean, I know Chicago's not LA, but do you ever get any celebrities in there? No? I got one guy that was on American Idol. And, <laughs> I, and I didn't realize it was him until after the ride. And he was the biggest douchebag I ever met in my life. <laughs> oh my god. This dude is a... He was an amazing douche. <laughs> yeah it always you know the the one of the type of passengers that would drive me crazy they weren't they were kind of rare but they were these guys that just like to brag about how much money they made or you know, like how they invested in something and then now now they're making all this money and stuff and i'm like and yeah you're taking a uber x you know <laughs> and you don't tip like it's kind of its own treat to give rides to successful people because, you know, like I remember the one guy I told you about the, the he was worth 200. He took, he gave me hundred percent tip on, on the first ride. Then it gave me like 120% tip on the second ride going to the airport. Wow. And you could tell this dude was a very, like he was very high up on his ladder, on, you know, because, and he told me the reason he, he needed the Uber right away is because he needed to make this meeting. And this is the first ride he got. Right. And I'm like, this dude's time is worth a lot of fucking money. You know, he's probably making 250, 300 grand a year, really high up in his company. Like his time is valuable. And he's giving me advice and information that in a, in, in under optimal circumstances, you'd have to fucking pay for that shit. You'd have to, you'd mm-hmm. have to set aside time or some kind of, you know, so for someone to impart knowledge on you, like, I don't care if, if you're successful 
I will celebrate success. You know, like if you're a fucking fraud, I'll call you off for being a fraud. But like, I think success should be celebrated. You know? Yeah. You use um a lot of salty language, but when passengers get into your car, do you do you clean it up or do you like try to engage with riders or do you you know or do you let them try to start talking first or i don't know honestly i don't even know it's like some the best conversations i had i can't tell you how they started mm-hmm. um, i just think like, i'm a pretty easygoing guy you know i like to joke around so yeah yeah do you ever i mean you said you were like doing split shifts like did you ever specifically go out friday saturday nights and cater to the drunk crowd because like when i first started doing uber and lyft that's I only work Friday and Saturday nights, taking people to and from the bars, and um, where I was at the time, lots of uh, college kids. And I mean, they don't tip, but it's always nice having college girls in your car. You know what I mean? Uh, I disagree because the biggest colleges where I would get like college students in terms of like what kind of business you're going to get in Chicago would always be like the Paul girls and Holy fuck. Are they annoying? Oh my God. <laughs> like that's what I learned when I was driving later, later on, on like the weekends, late, late nights. The only things that young girls like 18 to 22 would talk about is social media. They'd be like, Oh my God. Can you believe what Christy put on Snapchat? Oh my God. Can you believe what, what this girl shared on Instagram? Oh my God. This oh my God. like, I'm like, you bitches got nothing else to fucking talk about the social media. <laughs> and it's so annoying, you know, like, and yeah, you're not going to get a lot of tips from, from college, the college I, types. I know. I was I mean, never just... the kind of person, you know, now with, with the different apps with DoorDash and Instacart and, and Amazon, you definitely rely on tips more, but you're also doing more. You're providing more customer service now. On Uber, I was never the kind of person to be like, oh, where's my fucking tip? Yeah, like I was okay with just making money off the fares and the surge. I never, I never like. I didn't really care about tips for 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 rideshare. Mm-hmm. If they came in, awesome. If not, who cares? <laughs> Did you have a tip box or a tip jar or anything? It's so fucking hacky. Ugh, those things are, <laughs> those are so classy. I well, I it, it's still on my site. I had a video where I showed how to make a lighted tip box. And I had like LED phone charging. Do you have any like? Do you have any amenities for your uh, passengers, like phone charging cables or? I had cables. Uh, yeah, I had cables. Do you have barf bags? I do have barf bags. You ever had anybody throw up? I've had one. I made a video about that. I had one puker, and it took like seventeen thousand rides. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. All right, let's get let's get into a little bit more uh, hot button issue or whatever. So the way that I found you was I found you because you made a video trashing you called McLovin at the rideshare hub, <laughs> and uh, you mentioned him every once in a while. And I'm just like, w- whenever you made videos about, him, I'm like, yes, this guy gets it. He's saying what I've been trying to say since the beginning. Um, yeah, like how did you find that dude, and like how did you? You know, what made you, like, want to call him out? Uh, I remember when my channel was first, like, a year old, which I know it's him, too. Um, all the time during my live streams or comments, there would always be the same comment saying, Q, 
can we share this video on my channel? Which I know is just a desperate attempt at someone to try to get eyes on their channel. And I noticed that same person or whatever was doing that on other YouTube channels all the fucking time. And then he finally started making videos. And I was like, it's like, you know, it's funny. Before I even watched his first video, I already had a vision in my head of what this person was. And yeah. I was 100% right. Just this kind of like feminine little, you know, feminine little just weirdo. Mm -hmm. And and then, like, I remember I watched one of the bigger videos. That, like, his first, one of his first videos that came out was kind of his bigger ones. And it was a list video. And I remember as soon as I watched it, I'm like, this person doesn't drive. Yeah. Like, it was, it was I know what video you're talking about. Yeah. It was like 40 reasons. It was like, it was. Yeah. And there was nothing but like referrals. There was nothing but like, was, you know, whatever. I'm not going to do it. Um, and then like, I let, I let the fucking, I, you know, I just let him stay in his, stay in his lane or whatever. And then he, he had a, just a massive clickbait video where he said the CEO of Uber just resigned and it was an executive quit, but it definitely wasn't a CEO. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is total fake news. This is complete <laughs> clickbait. You know, like, and that was one of his larger videos that wasn't a fucking like list video. And then, and then he took a shot at me where he's like, oh, you know, like, I don't like people on YouTube that show how much money they make. He's like, he's like, that's not, that's not cool. And then I said, you know, I, I, I commented to something like, at least I fucking drive, you know? <laughs> and then that's when I just started going after him. He's a fucking fraud. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, his channel's really <laughs> dropped off. If you're stupid, if you're stupid enough to think that like all these promises are going to come to a tip trip, same thing. If you think McLovin's fucking not like at all genuine, you're you're. I can't help you. You're, yeah. you're too dumb. You know, like it, it, it cracks me up because it's like thirty thousand subs, and like any video you watch gets like maybe three hundred views. That's anything that's not obviously clickbait, you know. And like the amount, like no one comments on his videos. Like you have a channel, you know what it's like. If you have a growing YouTube channel, the more views your channel gets, the more comments you're going to get. Like they go hand in hand. It's like, mm -hmm. like, and then when yeah. he goes live, like how is it I go live and I have 120 people watching me. He goes live, he gets 12, but you got three times the subs I do. That's not possible. Yeah. I've, I've never, I've never understood like, if you're going to be like a grifter or, you know, like a clickbait artist or whatever, why would you make YouTube videos about rideshare? Because that's like the path of least resistance. You make way more money making videos about Minecraft or. He has a referral revenue. I didn't. I didn't. And, and Uber and Lyft are getting rid of the referral program, aren't they? Yeah, but he's still lying about it. He's yeah. I've had my referral code in all my videos, you know, for like three years. And I just had like maybe three referrals ever actually complete their rides. So it's, it's kind of a lost cause. You know, I made a, I made a decent amount off of Uber referrals. I, I should make a video about that. Cause with Lyft, it was harder to get the bonus or like, yeah. mine at least. Um, I think I literally had like 10 pages of referrals for Lyft. And I think four completed their trips. Yeah. Uber, I think I, I don't know. My referral queue was up to like sixty thousand dollars at one point, but wow. but that's the queue. That's not the amount that I got paid. Oh, okay. I didn't really the most. I made the most off referrals in twenty twenty eighteen, 
2019, I barely made anything. But that's also, I never plugged my clip, my code for Uber. I, I never, like, I did it once in my first video. And then I, like, I decided I'm going to be different. Than, I'm going to separate myself from the pack and not do that. So, yeah. Between the two companies, which one do you think is better, Uber or Lyft? Uh, Uber's surge model is better, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, were are were they did uh, Illinois pass an equivalent of like California's AB five? No. Okay. And I, I'm surprised that would probably take two to three years just to get the ball rolling on that. Because hmm. one of the big issues with AB five in California is like how how confusing it is because they they rushed the bill and it's such a fucking yeah. mess. And if Uber Uber and the other gigs like sue them, they're gonna win. Because the the wording, the paperwork, and the law is so shitty. It's like they there's so many loopholes, and there's so many ways for the companies to exploit those that it's like they're gonna have yeah. to scrap it and trial over again. And they might even lose on the First Amendment ground because they limited the number of like freelance journalists. Like they they're limited to the amount of work that they could do. It's a huge mess. I mean, they they. The intention is 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 good. I get it. Like gig workers and everything like that, independent contractors should definitely have the government looking out for them. But the way that law was written just didn't didn't do them any good. <laughs> yeah, I heard your phone beep. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of freelance journalists, your other rival, Kevin, at the uh, the Faptrepreneur. <laughs> That's another channel you've had a rivalry with. Like, how did that get started? Uh, he made a video where this one guy in California kicked out a pilot and it was going to be like a 45 minute to an hour long ride in traffic. And the guy, he kicked out the pilot and he said that this is only gonna be a $6 fare, right? When it turns out I would have been like a 15 or $16 fare, which isn't much, but it's more than $6. Yeah. And I went, I went ahead and told him, like, I'm a customer service guy. So I made a video saying, whatever you do, don't kick out passengers because you don't like the amount you're going to get paid. Yeah. Like, come up with a good reason. And then he started all that, and then he started spreading a bunch of nonsense about me. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fine. I I found him when I first started doing rideshare because um, he had videos about Uber, like what was going on. I think when Travis was still in charge there, and uh, I noticed like there's a lot of youtube channels where they're more like youtube news of the day gossip you know just all these pundits like everybody's got an opinion they're reading the news and just giving you their opinion but they're not telling you they're not giving you any insight into like how to be a better driver you know it's like anybody can do that and just because you get a green screen in the background doesn't doesn't make you uh you know a qualified source you know like i'm pretty sure you can too but it's like what else are you offering other than that? You know, yeah. like it's is is reading articles really gonna make a difference? You know, like is you you know are there's because that's the thing there's there's the majority of the pie on YouTube it's like there's sensational you know sensationalism channels, Uber outrage channels, news channels, and there's next to no channels about people that actually do it. Yeah. You know, like and that's that's where it's like well, that's what. That's what I wanted my channel to be for Instacart. And 
I would say like Bentley Coop, that's what his channel is for DoorDash. I don't know if you watch him or not, but he he's really great. Um uh, he's on the he's on the Ratchet Hub channel, so he's automatically on my shit list. <laughs> yeah, I was telling him that that like um you know, you might want to consider uh canceling your contract with them or whatever cuz uh, it's not going to bring you any more people, but anyway, um speaking of, you know, the other gigs, so, you know, you've been doing Instacart, DoorDash, Amazon Flex, I think you mentioned Grub. Did you say you're on ship now too? Yes, I was doing ships. I start I did my first ship thing yesterday and I did a couple today. Yeah, I mean ship is essentially the same as Instacart. Um it's Instacart so, but easier. <laughs> is it? Yeah. It's funny because I interviewed for Shipped a few times and I always got denied because you have to actually do an interview on their website, like a webcam or whatever. Do you remember what you said? I didn't interview. Really? Wow. Maybe try again. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm Instacart is making me enough money. I'm not. I don't really need another gig right now. But I mean, I could. Oh, I'm gonna give you nice. some honesty right here. I'm gonna give you your channel some some a dose of some pure honesty. I don't like doing Instacart because I get lazy. Like whenever <laughs> if I do a batch, let's say I just knocked out a thirty dollar batch for like hour and twenty minutes, I will sit in my car and I'll be like. Eh. <laughs> like, like I could accept that twenty five dollar batch, or I could like it's it's just me it's me making excuses. I think if I also like there's a lot of stores that I don't like doing certain grocery stores. Yeah, and like yeah, so it's the it's, chains uh, or like specific yeah, locations. Like there's a there's one called uh, Tony's Fresh Markets, mm-hmm. and those stores are really disorganized and they're dirty. And I'm like, uh, I'm not fucking. <laughs> you have um, Aldi there. I like Aldi's, yeah. Yeah, the Aldi. I don't mind Aldi because there's no deli department or anything like that. Um, and I know there's two stores where I live. And I know them pretty well, so I can get those. Um, I can get the, those shops done pretty quick. That's a, the best way to do it is just to learn one or two stores and just knock them out one, you know, like one after another. Um, but see, my whole thing is like, since I'm running multiple apps, like this morning, Amazon took me up north. And then my second Amazon block took me west. So what what kind like, of block? Grocery. I mean, the first one was an instant offer for Whole Foods, which I fucking love those. The second one was a grocery block. So. I like the Whole Foods ones. The only problem is you don't get the tip until like two or three days later. 27 hours. Mm, must be different there because it's like a good two calendar days here. Yes, dude. Like, I wish Amazon you could stay busier with it because I literally average like thirty-five to forty bucks an hour on there. I know. I wish Amazon wasn't like so. I mean, if they overhauled their app and made it more like Instacart or like anything, where it's just it wasn't like this. Like you just sign in and just maybe you're lucky and there's something available. That it's all luck. That's I know. That's, that's, that's the funny thing about it. It's like Instacart is the most skill-based app, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Amazon is the most like gratifying. When you get that block, you're just like, yes! <laughs> it's like you won a lottery ticket to like go work. Yeah. No, I'm, but here's the here's but that's the thing, like Amazon, like they know that. They know that like they want you to look at that screen all fucking day and be excited about getting that block. Do you speak Spanish? Un poquito. Because uh, here in Orlando, it, 
if you go to Whole Foods or any of the Amazon warehouses, it's like everybody speaks Spanish there. And it's like I'm the outsider, you know, I'm the the pale white dude. And there's like translate, bro. Google Translate. Yeah. I was gonna show you that this is um I did a Whole Foods on Monday, and it, so it was thirty dollars for the two hour block, and I got forty two dollars in tips. It was only four deliveries. So that means each customer tipped like eleven bucks each or something like that. Over over ten. Problem is like I mean, that's the one thing I hate about Amazon is just you don't know where you're going until you get there. Do you ever do the package delivery with Amazon? I, I I hold out for the grocery delivery, honestly. Just because like yeah. I did one I did one package one mm-hmm. and I remember it was for three hours and I knocked it out like an hour and forty minutes, but I, I like the tips, you know. I want to. Yeah. Sixty bucks for three hours is fine. I'd rather make a hundred for two. You know. How far is the closest Whole Foods or um, Amazon warehouse from where you are? The closest Whole Foods is literally five minutes away. That's why I keep uh, on getting into. That's nice. The closest Whole Foods for me is about twenty minutes. And the, the Amazon warehouse, there's one in Daytona Beach, and there's one in downtown Orlando, and both are about the same distance and the same time. There's about an hour each direction, so. Honestly, it's, now since traffic is light, I can get to most Amazon grocery or Whole Foods within like forty minutes, even if they're like thirty miles away. There's no traffic. I love it. It's beautiful. Oh, you know, you know what I always wanted to ask you, and I finally got your attention. You have a a tattoo, I think, on your left arm here, and there's like three stars. Is is that what that is? What's what's the story behind that? That's the Chicago flag. The Chicago what? Flag. Oh, okay. So I remember seeing that, and I was just like, it seems like it's a flag, but I couldn't remember where I saw it from. It's not not exactly what the, um, it's like an artistic representation of the flag. So uh, you can't see it well from here. Uh, Well, anyway, it's, I got the Chicago flag because obviously I was born in Chicago. Um, That big bird you see there. Mm-hmm. Is the that is the uh, quetzal? That's the national Guatemalan bird. So that's that's the male quetzal for my dad. That's the female one for my mom. So oh, that's cool. it's more or less just like tribute to my roots and everything like that. So, so are you a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan? Neither. Baseball is the most boring shit in the world. <laughs> I'm a fucking meathead. Do you think I watch baseball? Yeah, it's fun when you're it's. Which is ironic because it's it's like fun to watch when you're a kid, and then when you become an adult, you realize it's pretty boring. No, unless you got so much fun when you're there. When you're like, you can make friends with strangers, you can hang out and drink. It's it's not that bad when you're like interacting. Yeah, when you're sitting on the couch at home, you're just like, oh my god, like this is more painful than fucking golf. It's horrible. And who the fuck watches golf? I'm have to come out to Chicago again because I I don't know if you're knew this from watching my channel but i was in the navy and you know the navy boot camp is you know like 45 minutes north of chicago up in yeah, it's called great lakes or waukegan or whatever you want to call it and yeah, uh, yeah i was there for you know i think about be- be- boot camp and the two schools that i had to go to i was there for about like nine ten months like almost a year and i used to go down i was actually dating a woman she lived I used to take the the train down, and I think the stop it's it had like Raven in the name Ravenwood, Ravenswood. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's the the area that she lived in. I don't know. Is that close or far from you? Or it's not far. It's, it's not up the street either. But it's not like it's like oh my god, I go all the way to Braveswood. Yeah, and I remember uh, going to like all the places that were in Wayne's World. <laughs> so you went to the manhole. Yeah, and I remember going to eat at Joe's. Is that place? So you, went to, you went to the manhole. I don't remember. <laughs> it was twenty years That's, ago. That was a that was a gay club. That was gay in. club. Yeah, I, I figured you were going there. You know, you're in the navy. You know. Do you see a lot of uh, booters around there? Booters? Yeah, boot camp kids. Uh I've given rise to a lot of them going back to Union Station or not Union Station to um the Metro Station because they you know they're hopping on a train go back up north. So yeah. But yeah, most of them are pretty cool. I, they're all. You know, it's 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 funny seeing like what essentially was an undisciplined nineteen year old five months ago is now like head up straight. You know, got a bunch of goals. Like, yeah, it's cool. You know, Do you ever give people rides to or from or like the John Hughes community and like the Home Alone all the time? All the time. Highland Park. When yeah, that's all the time. How far is that from the city? Uh, without traffic, twenty five minutes. Oh, okay. I thought it was like way it out. Seems like, it seems like it's like a ways away, but no, it's it's not far. Okay. Yeah, I grew up watching those movies, so even though like that's I'm from upstate New York, so like the climate and some of the uh, architecture and all that is really familiar from where I'm from. You know, I can whenever I see those '80s John Hughes movies and Home Alone and things like that, yeah. just I, I didn't. I'm a fucking idiot. I didn't know they all took place in the same region until someone told me. <laughs> and I thought about it. I was like, oh, Pretty Pink, you know, like uh, Home Alone, it was like Breakfast Club. Like, yeah, they were all yeah. like right there. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see Dogma where Jane, Tom, and Bob go there? Ah, uh, dude, I love that movie so mm. much. <laughs> I love. That's why I'm always making fun of Wisconsin, where they're like, with um, what's his fucking name? The British guy that died. Uh, help me out here. From the fuck the- is his name? the guy? He's dead now. He's the actor. Because he said that Loki and Bartleby got banished to Wisconsin, and then at the end of the oh, movie, oh yeah, like, Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman, there you go, yeah. and they confer each other, and he's like, he's like, boys, was Wisconsin really that bad? Yeah. <laughs> I was I, that scene always fucking kills me. I love that guy. Did you see That's the James question. and Bob reboot? No, I'm not watching any of that shit. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. I'm not watching any of that shit. Anyway, so we're kind of winding down here. I kind of wanted to ask you. Sometimes you have a beard and sometimes you don't. I remember I watched the video. I think you did a live stream. Like, was it around Christmas where you shaved your head and your beard? I didn't have a beard then. I was just shaved my head. Um, I had a beard for like a year, a couple years ago. And then I decided it was time for a change. And then the problem is like, I was doing something different for when I had a beard. Cause like I have a really dry scalp and really dry skin in my face. So one of the big obstacles for me is to get over, you know, the dryness. And then I start using this new shampoo and my scalp isn't as dry and my face isn't as dry. So I'm like, I can fuck with this. So I'm, I'm growing it out now. Yeah. I was, well, was going to ask, like, how do you determine when you have a beard and when you don't? Just by the seasons like, or? Honestly, no, this is the longest my hair has been in a couple of years. So. It's I, just entirely, entirely dependent on my mood. Hang on, hang on a sec. 
Have you been wearing a face mask when you go I shopping? Got I got one from Amazon today. Oh, is that just a paper one? I guess. Oh, the, yeah, I, I had one like that from Whole Foods. I got I some nifty. Uh, I got some nifty bandanas coming in that I'm gonna wear. So. Yeah, I got a bunch of these homemade cloth um, face masks off somebody on Craigslist for like ten bucks each. I was gonna say. And I think I said it in the comments of your video is you might want to consider shaving your beard because did you uh, check my response to that comment? It was pretty funny. Oh, uh, I didn't see it. Yeah. YouTube didn't notify me. I said, I'll be sure to wash it once a week. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I see all these videos. They sell us to wash our hands and then they say, don't touch your face. But it's like, if you touch your face, shouldn't you go in the bathroom, soap up your hands and like, scrub I'm always, my, I'm super fidgety. So I'm always just like, <laughs> All right. Well, we've been going uh, longer than uh, I thought you wanted to go. That's fine. But um, uh, are you just on YouTube? Are you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or you know? I have an Instagram that I never update. So no, I'm pretty much only. I got a personal Instagram that's more like funny shit. But no. Okay. So just YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put links to your YouTube channel below. So have you? Are you going by American Gigolo now? Cool. It's catchier. Yeah, and yeah, it's a good name. I mean, Rideshare Revolution was good too, but if, I mean, if you're not doing Rideshare anymore, it's a little off topic. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and complain about Rideshare all day. So cool. That's all right, me. well, have fun, and uh, I will see you on YouTube. Thanks for uh, being here. No problem, man. Enjoy. Maybe it. we can catch up again in a few months or whatever. That works. All right. Thanks for watching. Bye. Right, Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode, but we promise next week's will be even better. We'll be back on Sunday with this week's Gig News, a show discussing the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Until then, keep hustling.